This is Paul Nobles from Eat Perform, and I am here with Dr. Susan Kleiner. We, um, things have been a little sporadic uh, in, in 2020. Uh, sometimes Susan's traveling, sometimes I'm traveling, and so um, that's kind of where we are. Susan, did you want to say hello to everyone? I love saying hello to everyone. Thanks, Paul. I hope everyone's having as sunny a day as we are having here in Seattle after 80 days of clouds. Aren't you supposed to have a tan or something after going to Palm Springs? No. <laughs> no, I take care of this skin, right? It has to age well with me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's interesting. A hat and sunscreen, yeah. Yeah, the, um, I, I used to think I was really sensitive, but, but you know, being around my family and stuff like that, you know, I definitely have, uh, my, my wife's got a really big family. I'm an only child. Um, and so some of them have really bad sensitivity to, um, skin just real quick, like one sentence, what's your thought though about like skin exposure? Because a lot of the science is that you need to be a little bit more exposed. Otherwise, like you don't want it to be zero, right? Right. Well, so you don't get damage in the 15 to 20 minutes daily if you can be exposed to the sun without sunscreen for your vitamin D dose, which is the best way to get vitamin D. Um, although in the Northern Hemisphere, even in the Southern part of the US, our UV rays are not strong enough, unless you're really South, to, okay. to make vitamin D, sort of on the East Coast, like Georgia and South. Um, on the West Coast, probably nearly all the way to San Diego, certainly LA. Um, and so, but then the rest of the year when it's sunny and it's summer and warmer, yeah, 15 to 20 minutes of, you know, face, arms, and legs is ideal to make some good amounts of vitamin D. And so, uh, but you don't do skin damage um, really in that amount of time, or at least the risk benefit ratio is very positive onto the benefit and low on the risk. The only two um, supplements that I take is vitamin D and creatine, right? Mm -hmm. um, oh, no. And I take ZMA um, for sleep. You don't um, take fish oil. I don't do fish oil, but I'm open. I've, I've taken fish oil. I'm not against it. Right. Do you buy fish meals a week? I, I have started eating some fish meals, but don't bust me out on my own podcast, Susan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I could, I could be better. Yes. <laughs> um, so, okay, that'll, that'll get me back on the, the fish oil. I, I used to take fish oil. Oh, it's always good. <laughs> yeah, I've, I used to take fish oil religiously. Even, even in the day, people talk to me all the time about creatine. And they're like, do you take creatine? I was like, yes, but I haven't taken it in a week and there's no reason I should. And I'm just out, you know. Um, and the same thing, you know, um, I, I think I've talked to you about this um, on this podcast, but certainly people who follow each perform know that I'm a big proponent of therapy, right? And I go to a therapist. And uh, one of the first things that, that she had said to me when, um, you know, I live in Minnesota for people that don't know, and, you know, it gets bad here real fast, and you don't see sun for a while. I call it a soul-sucking winter that you have. 
Yeah, yeah, it really <laughs> is. It's very difficult. And, and you know, I was talking to, to a business associate of mine, and, you know, Minnesota is not one of those places that, that you just can't leave, right? You, we have to get out of here. I've already left. I've, I went to New Orleans, you know, a few weeks ago, and you, you kind of need to right? You need to be able to get, um, it was kind of nice. I got some running done. Things Why like you've that. got such a great airport. <laughs> what now? Your airport, the minute, the Minneapolis airport is such a I great thought, airport. I thought you were talking about the new New Orleans airport, which is actually kind of cool. Um, all right. So what we're going to talk about as the topic of today is, um, custom, preparation or planning as it relates to um, your nutrition, right? Because there's a lot of stuff that, that goes into that. And so Susan sort of brought to me that idea. And so I thought one of the directions that she was going to go was actually the, the different direction and all of it's interesting, right? Um, but first let's, let's, let's do that because there needs to be a little bit business that, can get done, right? So if someone wanted to reach out to you, right, for a plan, where would they go? So um, the way my program works is it is highly personalized. Um, no two clients have ever gotten the same plan. I don't have a template that I just give out to everybody or four different ones that I shuffle and, and give out. Um, everyone that I see is typically very busy and their time is valuable. And not to forget that because I am, um, I, I limit my practice to sports nutrition, meaning performance is the goal, uh, that I um, have highly motivated people already. So I'm not, I don't need to do a lot of behavioral work on why you should do something. They have a goal and they're looking for a solution and they're just gonna, most of the time, put it to work. And they find you where? <laughs> oh, where do they find me? They yeah. find me at drskleiner.com. Okay. Um, on, on the web, I, they find me in my books. That's very common that someone reads my books and then looks me up on the, on the internet. Um, Which books are those? Those books are uh, The New Power Eating is, so, is the latest, Good Mood Diet, yeah. Yeah, so I, I kind of messed with the rhythm of the podcast um, with the whole vitamin D thing and, and sun and stuff like this. Um, you can find me at um, www.eatperform.com, also the Facebook page, um, and actually, our Instagram has been on fire lately. So um, if you aren't checking that out, definitely check that out. You know, obviously on Facebook, we have, you know, almost 1.5 million followers. Not as many followers on Instagram just because we didn't always do a great job there. And so we're trying to get a little bit better about that. And there's some great things that you can do with Instagram that you can't do with Facebook necessarily. And so uh, let's kind of build off of what you're saying there, because um, what I want to hear a little bit about is how your custom plan works. And then I want to talk a little bit about our custom plan 
and then we'll get into the broader discussion that we were having um, previous to the podcast. So um, just to say out front, I'm, I'm really starting to narrow the number of clients that I'm taking. I'm just at a point where I travel a lot and I don't take very many individual clients, but people should know, you know, what my typical strategy was so that you can have that in mind, whether you find me or you go to somebody else. Um, so I have uh, worked with people all over the world. Everyone isn't always across the table from me, you know, looking eye to eye. Um, I'd say probably 90% of my client interactions today are distance or virtual. Um, so I send uh, digital forms for people to fill out in great detail. I want five to seven days of diet record. I want those diet records to represent what I call their, ir their irregular, regular days. <laughs> so many people travel once a week, four days a month, and it's month after month after month. Um, they, you have your training day and your rest day. You may have your work day and your non-work day. You may have a school day and a, and a weekend. Um, and so all of those are different days that are occasional, but regular. And so I need a snapshot of every different kind of day that you have. Uh, and then it's a, a very intensive medical history. Any clinical information that you have from physicians or other healthcare providers, certainly uh, if, if you work with a trainer, I am interacting with that trainer, uh, or you tell me exactly what your training protocols are. Um, uh, it's not just food, it's also supplements. And then I get a uh, a story, basically. I ask people to kind of write an essay for me, a narrative of their days, uh, what their obstacles are, what their goals are, why they're coming to me. And we've already had a 45-minute phone call at the beginning to make sure that what I do fits what they're looking for. And then finally, I get all that information, I evaluate it, and then we have our first meeting. So at our first meeting, I'm not collecting data. I've already analyzed, evaluated, and come up with recommendations that then we spend a two-hour meeting, sort of a short course of nutrition on my client, and then they also will um, get my recommendations, and we will negotiate what they can and can't do. Um, I may also send them for body composition testing because i'm here in seattle or if wherever they are most of my clients have access to go get some kind of whether it's a dexa or or some you know something beyond skin folds and circumferences uh, or uh you know a bathroom scale with bioelectrical impedance i want i want a you know a good solid measure the real deal not like guessing right right and so um, many times, especially my female athletes, I want them to go both for body composition and bone density testing if they have not had that, because that gives me such a clearer picture of what is happening with them nutritionally. Um, and so, uh, you know, because body weight doesn't tell us anything except the body's relationship to gravity. And okay, so, so I, I, think, I think we should stop there because I, I want to kind of lead this discussion.
question right. a little bit more, um, just so people are getting a little bit of an understanding of what, you know, when they hear a, a custom plan. So uh, I'm going to ask this differently because I don't want to, I don't want, you know, your situation, like you said, your client load might be lower, but for someone similar to you, mm -hmm. right? How many clients would that person typically work with, right? Like if, if they were a full load type of situation, because for people that don't know, Susan and people like her work with real high level athletes. And while I have clients that are high level athletes, it's kind of interesting actually, because at that point, my client load is probably similar to yours, right? So I don't deal with thousands of people the same way that I would deal with an Olympian. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So those people take um, much more touch, uh, much more time and focus um, because there's, as I said, so many differing things going on with them. Uh, you have to help them through all those different situations that they find themselves in. So I might honestly see it's not very many 10 to 20 new clients a year see i think that's helpful for people to know right mm -hmm. because and that's why i'm asking and and you know you don't need to be really super specific on this next question but i think people need to understand what they're purchasing and when they're purchasing something and the level of um, attention that they're going to get as a result, right? Because I think we all kind of realize that, you know, the more attention you get from a higher level person, like for those that don't know, you know, Susan, um, you know, is both a, a PhD and a registered dietitian, right? So, so you got like a, a heck of a gamut there. And then of course she's seen um, 30 years of clients, probably similar to you in various ways. And, you know, if you didn't listen to the last podcast, you know, Susan was sort of a pioneer as it relates to uh, performance nutrition. And so, you know, now that performance nutrition is becoming a little bit more of a mainstream thing. It's nice to be able to draw from a large expanse of, of, you know, work. Um, so once again, not specific to you, and once again, you know, we're talking about a range here, mm -hmm. but what kinds of range of costs would people be looking at? And the only reason why I'm asking this, because I, I don't really, I'm not trying to get into kind of the specific right, right. Just an high level coach, but, but I feel like it's helpful for people because when they pay, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through my service, mm -hmm. right? And I'm going to compare it to yours and people are going to notice the difference. And, and then they're going to compare it to the 1995, you know, for a full year. Right. right. And then hopefully they'll be able to go, Oh yeah, that's, there's no way that that's custom. Mm -hmm. right? Yet it's being explained as custom. Right. So, so I do have, you know, three different levels of service and, and I have a sort of an entry level where everyone still gets this, you know, sort of upfront about 
you know, four hours of my time before they ever see me, right? Before they show up uh, either on the screen or in my office, I've put in about four hours of time evaluating all the information that they've sent to me. Um, three, you know, depending on the client, on how complex they are, three to four hours. So um, for the average sort of nutrition consult, and it could be a sports nutritionist, it could be a master's level RD who you go in to see, who is a what they uh, certified sports dietitian. Um, I've seen ranges from $150 to, you know, uh, $1,500. And, you know, depending on who you are, what you do, the design of the program, that $150 may get you one hour consult. Maybe you fill out some forms online. Nobody's really looked at it until they're walking in the door to see you. They review it for the first 10 minutes that they're sitting there with you. And then they give you some, you know, a couple of actionable items and maybe a plan that they put your name on, but it's, it's a standard plan. Yeah. It's kind of a template, right? Yes. A template. And so, you know, and maybe if you're, you know, meat free, they, they pull the vegetarian one out, or if you're dairy free, they pull that one out. They've got these already designed. Um, so as I said, it can go from, you typically don't see too much from a registered dietitian anymore, much below probably $150. Although I recently saw something, there are kind of these corporate level programs where you think you're going to an individual dietitian's website and you get on there and there's people on there that are from all over the country. And so clearly it's not the individual dietitian. She's in a corporate setting or he is in some kind of a corporate setting with an umbrella. And sometimes that's a little, you'll find that consulting a little less. Um, and so, month to month. so let me just back up for a second because, you know, the, um, I think we're kind of getting a little bit into yeah, in the weeds, m- yeah. more in the minutia than we need. Um, but for a month to month, right? Where someone's getting a really high level personal, you mentioned 1500. That seems more in what I know to be true. Right. 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 Um, And I need people to understand that right now, what you're saying in terms of a registered dietitian um, that once again, you know, people, you have to understand. So, so let me, let me, let me back things up because I think it'll be helpful for me to, explain what we do and how we customize things. And it is very customized, um, but it's also templated. Template isn't bad. Like Susan's saying with a registered dietitian, I mean, the reality is, is that if you can build off of a base that you have, so, so as an example, many of the people that, and actually right now, we actually have a special where you can get a custom meal plan. So we use software um, and that software is designed by registered dietitians. But at, at the end of the day, it's designed by registered dietitians with templates that allow our coaches to do that. And then what we do is we do a survey. It's not, you know, a, a phone type of interview type situation. Um, 
And most of, most of our coaches will have gone through the e perform certification. Susan has done some work with that. You know, Mike T. Nelson, Dr. Brian Dieter. We've had a number of people that have designed that course. And that's what our coaches go through. So for the most part, when you look at how we're managing the client, we do get to a really custom place, but it's not, you know, the level that Susan is talking about, where you can call up Susan on the phone or, or get a Skype thing or something of this nature, right? We do have an app and you can message your coach anytime you like. The meal plan that you get uh, ends up being foods that you like or dislike with suggestions from coaches and then maybe some meal ideas that you hadn't considered, right? Mm -hmm. So it ends up being a really good resource that sort of starts off at kind of that 99, 95 price point. So really on the lower end of what you were talking about from a templated RD type of instance, right? Then when you look at the overall need from an e-to-perform perspective, and this is really true for Susan as well, is that we don't view your health as an oil change, right? And so both of us share that. That's why, you know, we're having this podcast. Her level is a much higher personal level um, that obviously is more expensive. Our level is a lower personal level, um, but we go into it with the thought that we're gonna wave you in and out of phases where you will be eating more and then potentially at times where you will be eating less. Susan's is her primary service is really the, the eat more part, right? It's the, it's the performance part that really separates eat to perform. And, and I mean, I hope you take this in the manner in which I'm presenting it, but that's a little bit of why the, re, the, the business is smaller, right? There's just not this massive market right. for people that are, that are high performers. And when you look at, the teams that are starting to embrace registered dietitians that are starting to embrace working with, you know, high level RDs and things of this nature. Um, you know, it's still, yeah, you can literally walk to a university right now, which is 10 miles from a house and they have one registered dietitian on staff for 2000 kids. There's just right. no way right. that they're doing anything realistic. And so, when we look at kind of working through phases, you know, Susan is really talking about more of a high performing athlete or someone trying to kind of maximize what they can be. Most of the people that are, um, are coming to eat to perform are really looking for an experience similar to what happened to me, right? Um, and my experience was kind of waves where there would be long periods of not dieting and then acute periods where you would eat less for a very specific result. And then you kind of rinse and repeat that as needed. So then you go, well, okay, how long, how many times have had you had to rinse and repeat? Well, in the last six years, only twice, right? Where I've had to do any type of real weight management at all. Now I'm also not shredded, right? And I also don't work out three times a day, you know? So 
you know, as a 51-year-old man, I can go to the doctor and get great results or get great numbers from my doctor, but that doesn't mean that I can, you know, I'm going to win my division, you know, for a master's at the CrossFit Games. Right. So you kind of have to know that, that right. going in, right? And, you know, I think that's actually one of the things that's interesting because for you and I, activity is a big priority in our life, um, but neither of us are high performers and, and, and the, the simple fact of the matter, well, you know, I don't know what is a high performer, right? Is a 500 pound deadlift from a 50 year old man, is that high performance? Cause I would think it probably is compared to the average, but, but really the people that we deal with, I mean, I'm the, well, the people that you deal with are absurd, right? Um, <laughs> And I mean, it wouldn't take you a lot of Googling to realize that she's worked with some of the best athletes in the world. Um, just follow her Instagram and she gets shout outs from some really cool folks. Um, but, you know, uh, my athletes like are amazing, right? They, well, I, I would never the, aspire to some of the things right. that- Well, and it also do. depends on, on the different places that we want to perform in our lives. So. There is certainly physical activity, but I work with people who are CEOs and executives yes. in companies. I, you know, uh, you know, chancellor of medical schools, airline pilots, who we all want to be at peak performance, you know. So, so they view their physical activity as a requirement for their high level of work performance. And to maintain and sustain that through decades is, it means that you are very focused on the details in your life. You may not be a quarterback in the NFL, but you may be the quarterback of a multi-million dollar corporation. And, and if you're not exercising, you're smoking, you're not eating well, you're not sleeping, and you're up you know, till two in the morning doing you know, electronic gambling, you're not going to be doing well in your job. And so today, it's performance in the courtroom, it's in the boardroom, and I say, and also in the bedroom, because we all want to be, well, we, we right? Do. I mean, that's all part of our all-around health. And, and so every person that I see is not necessarily making their living with their body but it is required for their living to have a healthy mind and body. Okay, so, so I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna end this podcast and make it into two podcasts that both can be consumable um, and they'll, they'll come out um, one week after the other. But, but I wanna end this one with this idea, right? You know, if you're a CEO, and you can afford someone like Susan Kleiner, that's amazing, right? Great for you, you know? Um, and, you know, but you need to understand that there is a full range right. as it relates to the service that you get, right? And so, you know, obviously for Eat Reform, we're dealing on a much larger scale. We're trying to service anywhere from five to 10,000 clients a month, right? Um, so, so we're really kind of looking at two different ideas. And then, you know, 
the other level of custom um, really isn't very custom, right? If you're buying something for $19.95 that says you're getting a custom meal plan, just know that your friend Marge also got that same custom meal plan for $19.95. And it really is kind of those details that matter. Like one example that I have, you know, because our meal plans are specific to the individual with their likes and dislikes, um, people often believe that that is kind of the secret, right? And, it, and they almost buy the one-on-one coaching as, uh, yeah, I'll take that too, right? And the reality is, is that it's the coaching that makes the biggest difference. Yeah. And the meal plan long-term ends up being about 2%. But I know from a marketing standpoint, and frankly, I think just from a starting off standpoint, that's why we've kind of bundled it in um, recently. And we, and we may stick to that because it is a great way to kickstart, right? Because if you're, you know, the last thing you want to do when you're trying to make a lifestyle change is to start from zero, mm -hmm. Right. And so that does help. Um, so, so I, when I wrote, and I just, to, just to, to really reinforce that concept about the coaching and how important it is, um, doctors have been handing out sheets of paper with a diet on it to patients for, what, 60 years. For as long as I can remember, doctors would say to the patient, here, this is the diet you should follow. And that was the end of it everyone had the diet if they followed it it would have worked but who follows it they don't and so when the registered dietitian came into sort of the coaching arena the real behavior modification in private practice where you could really go in and get that support that's when and and of course there was really good research to support that that kind of interaction uh, and guidance help people make changes currently as well as over the long term. And so the coaching piece is not a small part. The coaching piece is nearly essential to the success, maybe not short term. Lots of people can do make changes for a short period of time, but we are experts in the U.S. of going on a diet to go off. And and the reason most people go off is either it's not a good healthy diet and you feel like crap and your survival instinct kicks in and so good for you that you go off, or you needed someone to help you through the obstacles that have always knocked you off your path. And that's what your coaching program does. Yeah, so, all right, we will end on that, um, but, but hang out. Um, or, or, you know, if you're listening to this six months from now, you can just listen to the next one, but you'll have to wait for next week. But what we're going to talk a little bit more about the next one are all the various tests and things of this nature that are really starting to come up. And um, some of it's interesting. Um, some of it, the science isn't quite there yet. So that's what we're going to talk about in the next podcast. So we'll look forward and look for that next week. Talk to you later.